I said, I can't get enough of Him. How about you, church? Can you get enough of Him today? Hallelujah. All right. I don't normally do this, like I said, but God lays things on my heart. And He gave me a message to give to both of you. And so I'm going to do it. I'm shaking like a leaf. But I gotta be obedient. Angel, you are the mother of this church, the spiritual mother of this church. The church watches you. If you put out love, the church will put out love. If you put out criticism, the church will put out criticism. You are to enfold all of it together. They watch you. You need to nourish and strengthen them. Clear. You continue doing what you were doing, but in a more forceful way. You started something in the community and do not stop it. Continue with it. Continue with it. You two together are a strong force. There's two chords and a third chord, and the third chord is God that is holding you together. And what he is saying is he is blessing you with this flock of few, a few. But if you are faithful and encourage the few, this few is going to expand more than you understand. And so you need to work together hand in hand, building this church with love, with the truth, and with unity. And he said, and you will see, it may not come fast, it's gonna be a slow process, but you will see a great harvest. Hallelujah. says the Lord. Hallelujah. I receive that in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. How many of y'all receive that today? I said, I receive it in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I thought that the Holy Spirit only worked through the pastor. Well, my Lord, I don't know what Bible you've been reading. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Praise the Lord. You know, I, I told the Lord I learned some wisdom years ago from a, a former pastor of mine. He said, he gave me some wisdom. He told me one day, he said, son, when they come in groups, they leave in groups. He said, you want it to be like Noah's Ark. Come in two by two. Amen. He said, when they come in two by two, you got a better chance of keeping them. Amen. Another pastor told me, he says, those that transfer in usually transfer back out. Come on. So you need to try to win as many as you can. Praise the Lord. Amen? Amen. So I received that, that good word today. Amen. Turn your Bibles to the book of Matthew, the 24th chapter. Matthew, the 24th chapter. Amen. We doing okay back there, Brother Steve, on our camera? All right. All right. Praise the Lord. Make sure this thing is still moving. To, it's still okay. Praise the Lord. Amen. Matthew, the 24th chapter. 
Go to verse 3. And he sat upon the Mount of Olives, and the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? Father, we thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you, first of all, God, for a powerful revival, God, the, the souls that were saved, the, the healings that took place, God. Miracles, miracles, God, taking place. Lord, that you were so strong Friday night, I thought we were going to run out of tissue from everybody crying in that tent, God. What a powerful service, God. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, for allowing us, we're so honored, Holy Spirit, to have been a part of a great move in this, in this place. But today's Sunday, God, and the day of miracles is not over, nor is the reviving Spirit of the Holy Spirit over, but yet we claim it here today. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to minister to us through your word. Hide your servant behind the cross. Anoint our ears to receive and anoint these lips to speak. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody said, amen. amen and amen. What shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? I wrestled about what title to name this, and I'm still wrestling about it, to tell you the truth. I still haven't settled on, the, on it. I wanted to call it What Time Is It? But Sister Julia stole that title a few weeks ago. Amen. That's all right, because we still didn't know what time it is. Amen. So this morning I'm going to call it Revelation Time. It's Revelation Time. Amen. It's time in Revelations. So what shall be a sign of thy coming, and what shall be... The end of the world. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. The very first thing that the Lord tells us is to take heed that no man will deceive us. Amen? Amen. For many shall come in my name, say, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Has this happened in your lifetime? Yes, it has. Anybody remember Waco, Texas? Come on. What was his name? David Koresh? That was it. He claimed to be the Messiah. He claimed to be Christ. So this has actually happened in our lifetime. But this has happened throughout the centuries. Many false Christs have risen up. What about the Kool-Aid man that took everybody to the island? Amen. Anybody remember the Kool-Aid man? Jim Jones. Jim Jones. Amen. He claimed to be something. I don't know what he was. But he wasn't Jesus. That's for sure. Amen. Many false Christs have risen up and claimed to be Christ. So we have already seen this scripture fulfilled, and yet I'm telling you, history repeats itself. Don't be surprised if you see it again in your lifetime. That's somebody declaring to be Christ. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Let's talk about that name for a moment. Many shall come in my name. I'm going to tell you, his real name is not Jesus. That might be shocking to some of you. But that's not his real name. His real name in Hebrew is Yeshua. That's what Mary called him. That's what's written in the scriptures. Yeshua in Hebrew means Savior. That's his real name. The reason I'm telling you this is I saw this. I've always, the Lord's been moving on my heart for some time, for years. And you've heard me talk about it before. So this isn't new to some of you that have been with me for a while. That I've told you there's more power in the name of Yeshua than there is in the name of Jesus. 
But how many of us got saved under the name of Jesus? How many of us been healed under the name of Jesus? We know there's power in the name of Jesus. Can I get an amen? But I'm telling you, there is power in the name of Jesus because God is honoring that name. But there is more power in the name of Yeshua, His real name. And that's what we should learn to call upon. The reason I'm telling you this is because I witnessed a demon-possessed woman praying in the name of Jesus one minute and then telling everybody to back up the next second and, and, and the demon was manifesting itself and then a few seconds later began to pray again in the name of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, tell her that's not my name. And so I told her, I said, you know that's not his name. And she ignored me. Act like she couldn't hear me. You know when people ignore you, they hear you. Y'all know what I'm talking about? But they don't, they, act, they want to pretend they can't hear you, they turn their head. I said, did you hear what I said? That's not his real name. That demon spoke up and said, I know that. I said, his real name is Yeshua. That demon said, I'm not saying that. I prefer to call him Jesus. So I'm telling you, that demons are not afraid of the name Jesus, but they're terrified of the name Yeshua. If a demon-possessed person can be praying in the name of Jesus, you better watch out. Not everybody who claims to be saved is saved. Not everybody claims to be speaking in tongues. Listen, she was speaking in something that sounded like tongues, but it wasn't from the Holy Spirit. I told you this before, that the devil can speak in tongues. I told you that. He can mimic. It's called a mimicking spirit. Mimicking spirit. And you have to be careful. Most of the time... The mimicking spirits are not very good at it, and they, they sound, they just kind of chant. It's like a chant. That's usually what a mimicking spirit sounds like. It sounds more like a chant. But when somebody baptizes in the Holy Ghost, you can hear a distinct language. Amen? You can hear a distinct language. The other day, the Lord gave me the language of Apache. I was, I was speaking the language of an Apache Indian, and I, I recognized the Lord said, this is, a, this is the language of an Apache. I said, Lord, why am I speaking the language of an Apache? I mean, history tells me they were savages. And the Lord says, because they were mighty warriors and have called you to be a warrior in this day and time. The Apache wouldn't give up until their enemy was destroyed. And the Holy Spirit said, don't you give up until the enemy's been destroyed. Amen. But a mimicking spirit, she had. And she was speaking this. Well, I'm trying to tell you, learn the Hebrew name of Jesus, Yeshua, and begin to use it in your prayer life. I, I'm, I'm telling you, you will experience more power in your prayer life. I know nobody's ever told you this before, and it's shocking to you, but it's still the truth. Amen. It's still the truth. False Christ, misleading many. I want to tell you, there's false preachers out there misleading people today. Come on. I said there's false preachers out there misleading many today. Amen. There's many false doctrines out there misleading people today. Amen. Say, so, well, preacher, how you know she had a demon instead of the Holy Ghost? Because the Holy Ghost ain't rude. Mm-hmm. Remember what I told you? Don't impress me talking in tongues. Impress me with the fruit of the Spirit. You see, when you got the Holy Spirit, you're going to have the fruit of the Spirit. Nine, if you got the nine gifts of the Spirit, you better have the nine fruits of the Spirit. Hello. Amen. Come on, Galatians chapter 5. And the Holy Ghost isn't rude. So when somebody being rude, you know they're not operating in the Holy Spirit. They're operating in the devil. That's what they're doing. But let's move on. Let's move on. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass. 
but the end is not yet. Here of wars and rumors of wars, continually hearing is what the Amplified Bible says here. Continually hearing. I focus in on that word in Amplified, continuously hearing. You shall continuously hear of wars and rumors of wars. Continuously hearing. I want to tell you, we are continuously hearing trouble after trouble after trouble today than we ever have in the history of the world. In the history of the world. We have, listen, and all of this is because of the internet. How many of y'all got those cell phones? Come on, some of you got in your pocket, some of you got in your hand. Because of that cell phone, you are bombarded constantly with negative reports. Because of that cell phone and the internet, you are constantly hearing of terrible things that are happening around the world today. Amen. There has not been peace on this planet since Adam and Eve in the garden before the, before the sin. There's always somebody fighting with somebody. There's always a war going on somewhere in some country, some continent. There's always something. But we are hearing more and more of these conflicts because of Facebook and YouTube and satellite TVs and internet and emails. We are continuously hearing the terrible things that are happening all over the world. I want to tell you something. I'm a, I firmly believe that the Tower of Babel has been rebuilt. The Tower of Babel exists on this planet right now. We just don't call it the Tower of Babel. We call it the Internet system. Worldwide connection. Worldwide Internets. World, you don't hear that word worldwide internet anymore, but that's what it is. It's worldwide web. That's it. Worldwide web of information. It's amazing to me that even right now while I'm preaching to you, that if we were to be live and, and uh, well, Jan's got us going live. Right now we're live on Facebook. You know, if somebody in China knew who Jan was and, and had her and knew how to go on her Facebook, they could go on right there and watch me. Amen. I've had people in Pakistan watching me live on the internet. In Pakistan. Did you know that there is technology now that will take this country twang and slang and hillbilly talk that I speak? And turn it into their national language that they can understand instantaneously. I'm telling you, World Wide Web is another form of the Tower of Babel. It's another form. Once again, all the world languages have come together through this internet system. Look at what it's saying. You shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. Never before in America history and worldwide history is this more true than right now. Than right now. And Jesus said this would be the sign of his return. Okay? For nations shall rise against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms. And there shall be famine and pestilence and earthquake in divers places. In other words, places that are not accustomed to them, not used to them. Nations shall rise against nations. Israel will stand alone one day. The Scripture tells us that all the world will go against Israel. 
And I would love to pretend that the United States is going to have Israel back. But the truth is the Bible doesn't say that. What the Bible says is all the world will go against Israel. And I, I hate to break your heart, but the United States is going to join the world and go against Israel. It's, it's going to. It's in the scriptures right there. All the world will, will join in this war against Israel. So war against Israel is coming. Nations are rising up against nations. I heard the other day that people thought we were on the, we were on the brink of a war with China. You know, we fight differently today than we used to. We used to fight with guns and soldiers. And now we fight with uh, computers. Now we fight by hacking into their banking systems and cutting off their supply system. See, when I was in the army, they taught us that in order to take out your enemy, the best thing to do is to cut off their supply chain. You see, if they can't get back up, they can't get foot soldiers in because the supply chain has been cut off, then you can surround your enemy. If they can't get food in then they will begin to get weak because they can't eat. They'll run out of food and water. And so you cut off the supply chain. If they cannot communicate back home, then they will soon begin to get worried and, and they, will get, they will get troubled down and lose hope. You cut off the connection of the internet. You cut off the communication lines. You cut off the food supply. You cut off the trucks. Okay? Does this sound familiar to anybody? We're living in this world right now, church. Nations will rise against nations. Nations are already rising against nations. But it also said kingdoms against kingdoms. Well, you would think nation against nations is the same thing as saying kingdoms against kingdoms. But not really. Because you've got multi-million dollar corporations that are rising up to take out other multi-million dollar corporations. Kingdoms against kingdoms. About this time last year, I forget what month it was, but the tech giants of America decided to take, take the pick on a smaller company called Parler and they took them off the air. I mean, they, just, they deleted their apps. They said, you cannot no longer use the internet. We are cutting you off. Completely shut them down. Big tech companies did that. That's a war. That's a tech war. It's a kingdom against another kingdom. And it's happening all around us, church. It's happening. Pestilence. Famines. Pestilence. Mm, mm, mm. Let me just back up for a moment. It's about, this, about going against Israel. I know in the back of your mind you're saying, but all these countries just signed a peace treaty with Israel. That's true. When President Trump was in there, he had his, his people, his son-in-law actually was the one who really got a hold of this thing and began to bring these Arab nations together and they began to sign a peace treaty. You know, I find it very funny and maybe it's just me because I'm not a strong internet Google kind of guy. Um, I just don't have a lot of patience with it like my wife does. She can, she's got more patience with that stuff than I do. Um, I just, I just, I've never been a big fan of computers to start with, even though I was forced to use them all the time at work. But I find it funny that I cannot find how long this peace treaty that they signed, how long is that? Is there an end date? Is it a 20-year peace treaty? Is it a forever peace treaty? Is it a one-year peace treaty? Or, hello, 
Is it a seven-year peace treaty? I don't know because I can't find any information. If you can find information on that, let me know because I want to know how long is that peace treaty? The Abrahamic Abrahamic Accord. Thank you, honey. That's what it's called. The Abrahamic Accord. How long is that peace treaty? That's a very interesting thought and, and a question to ask. And I would definitely like to know that answer. Because if it's seven years, hello, hello, somebody. Come on. We're getting there. We're getting there. Look at what it says, famines, pestilence. I find it very interesting that all of a sudden Facebook fact checker is no longer taking down people's posts for saying that the COVID-19 virus was created in a lab. Did y'all know that? I find it very interesting that the news media is starting to confess that they know it was created in a lab. It, I find it very, very interesting that Dr. Fauci himself testifying before Congress. Ron Paul tore him up in that Congress report. And he, test, he confessed, yes, we had been studying these viruses We have been trying to control these viruses and we have spent thousands and millions of taxpayer dollars in actually doing this. But Congress a few years back, I forget what year it is, off the top of my head I'm going to say 2011, but that might be wrong. But years ago, it was cut off. The United States would no longer fund that because it was happening right here on American soil. Might have been 2015, you might be right. I don't remember the date. But they moved it because America said, no, we're not going to fund this anymore. We're not going to do this here. They moved it to, what's the name of that little place in China? Wahoo? Wuhan. Wuhan, China. We're not going to go around saying, I live in Wuhan all the time. I get tongue tired, wouldn't it? But they moved it to Wuhan, China and began to fund it under another name. It's amazing to me how all this was happening. I'm going to tell you, they have come out and confessed now that America and China were together in the manipulation and the creation of the COVID-19 virus. I'm not telling you nothing that's not already out there. It's public news. It's not a secret no more. Even though they lied and tried to cover it up when people were talking about it, but it's no longer a lie. They can no longer deny it to the point that Facebook fact checker says, I'm not going to take it down no more. Amen. That's, that's saying something. And ever since then, we are hearing more and more about sicknesses around the world. Are we not? Jesus said this will be a sign before his coming. That this will be a sign of his return. What time is it, church? It's revelation time. It's revelation time. One of the signs before the Lord returns is an increase in famine and in pestilence. I I looked it up this morning. The word famine basically means you're starving to death. Did you know, that report I saw said 2017. 2017, a report came out and said 36 million people would die of starvation every year. They had it calculated down to where it is, let me see what I wrote here. They calculate it down to where it is one second every day. One second. One person is dying of starvation every second of a day for an entire year. 
That was in 2017. I wonder what it is today. So we don't hear about this on worldwide news and we don't hear about this in our local news, but there is people starving to death right now in America today. In America today. So it is happening. Famines are increasing. Pestilence are increasing. How many of you know that earthquakes are increasing? Earthquakes are increasing. I told you not long ago, I've been saying this probably for over a year now, that the Lord, the scripture says in Ecclesiastes that there's nothing new under the sun. That what was and has been will happen again. That's what it says. Basically, King Solomon is saying history repeats itself. That's what he's saying. And when the COVID-19 happened, I didn't know any of this. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, do some research on America 100 years ago. 100 years ago in the 1900s. I was shocked to find out about the Spanish flu of 1918. I was shocked to find out how the pandemic of the Spanish flu was mimicking and and almost a mirror image of what you and I were going through in in 2019 and 2020. How in, in, in 1918, 1919, they were forcing people to wear masks. And guess what they were doing? If you would not wear a mask, they would beat you in the streets. They would report you to the authorities. This was happening a hundred years ago, over a hundred years ago now. This was happening then. It's amazing to me that there was no vaccine to give out and finally he just lifted because of natural immunities. Hello? Which now they're saying is stronger than the, than the vaccine shot. They're saying natural immunities is stronger. This happened over a hundred years ago. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said the devil don't have new tricks He's doing the same old thing all the time. He's repeating history. What he has already done in the past, he simply tries to do now. The only problem is you and I don't study history enough to learn from it. Come on. They stopped teaching history in the schools now. I don't know what they're teaching these kids now, but it ain't like when you and I were in school. And they don't learn. They are dumbing down America. Dumbing down America. You know how many people don't even believe that the Holocaust even happened? They don't even believe it happened. Dumbing down of America. Pestilence, famines, earthquakes in diverse places. It's funny, in 1906, the great earthquake of San Francisco happened. The great earthquake of San Francisco. But not only that, in 1920... A 7.9 earthquake hit uh, China and and killed 200,000 Chinese people in 1920. Hello? Earthquakes are happening all the time. I mean, that poor little country of Haiti, don't even try to go there. Amen. It's so unstable. It's, It's no wonder people are walking out of Haiti and trying to walk to the United States through all the countries they have to get to. No wonder there's so much devastation in Haiti. But earthquakes are happening all over the place. And scientists are telling us, people who study that stuff, they tell us the big ones are yet to come. Big ones are yet to come. Has you ever, you ever looked at a, a, a map? You ever look at the world in a global map? 
Have you ever noticed that if you would take all those continents and just begin to push them together, that it's like a puzzle? It's amazing how America, North America, and South America line right up with Africa. It's amazing how that it all comes together. When you look at all, why is that? Because it all was together at one time. It's in the Bible. There's actually somebody named with the, the year it happened. The baby. They were good about naming babies when events would take place and their name would mean something significant about the event that happened in the world. And there was a, na- a, a baby named. I can spell it better than I can pronounce it. It's P-E-L-G-A. Peleg is how I pronounce it. But that was his name and it meant when the land divided. That's what the name meant, when the land divided. So it's already, we can see how it happened before. Scientists even agree that it happened. And I'm going to tell you something, it's going to happen again because the Bible says every mountain shall be made low, every low place shall be lifted up. Come on, your Bible says that. The crooked place shall be made straight. Come on. How is that possible? Worldwide earthquakes. Worldwide. Jesus said that these would be the signs of his returning. Church, this is so important that we know what time it is. That we know where we are right now in the world that you and I are living in. This is so important. And in verse 8 it says, And all these are the beginning of sorrows. All of these are the beginning of sorrows. Going back to famine and my story about the military and and how to destroy your enemy. Because your enemy will begin to destroy itself from within when you cut off the food supply. When you cut off their their transportation and you cut off all of their supplies that they need for daily substances to live, they will begin to fight amongst themselves and begin to wipe themselves out. Isn't it amazing that right now hundreds of cargo ships are sitting out in the ocean And we are on the verge of a huge problem. We are on the verge of a huge problem. Hundreds of ships. I saw a documentary the other day and they're pointing everything back to COVID and said, well, you know, it was because of the lockdown. I want to tell you, that's hogwash. The Holy Spirit spoke to me and said they are purposely doing this. They are purposely doing this. I've been saying it all week. I've heard me say it. All you got to do is call the National Guard. They got trucks. Come on. You know, National Guard also got ships. They sure do. They got boats. I didn't know that time I was there with them. They got boats. Army's got boats. And Navy's got boats. Listen, they have a way of moving this cargo. They have forklifts. They have all of the big cranes. They got foot soldiers. They've got everything. They got truck drivers and trucks. They got. Containers, they got everything they need to unload these ships. They're trying to sell us a big lie. That's what it is a lie. The Holy Spirit spoke this to me when I first heard about it and said they are purposely cutting off the supply chain. Because the devil wants to change our currency to a one world currency. I had a dream. I had a dream a couple of weeks ago. Somebody handed me something. And it was about the size, a little smaller than a, than a hooky pock, actually. And, uh, and on one side, it looked like a quarter. It had an American Eagle on it. It looked just like a quarter. 
But when you flipped it over, it had some strange writings on it. I, I really couldn't make out what the writings were, but I could, I could see the engraving. It had a gold ring around it. And it, and it had a sunken engraving part of it. And it had some strange words I couldn't read. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, that is the one world dollar right now. That's the one world dollar that they are switching everybody to. And I woke up from that dream and the Lord started telling me that the one world currency system is starting to take place. How many of y'all have heard of cryptocurrency? Yep. It's coming. Digital currency. That dollar bill, that, you know, that money y'all put in there, that those dollars that y'all put in there, there's going to be a day that that cash will be gone and you won't see it. You won't be able to get your hands on it. It's coming. A cashless society is coming. Jesus said this would be one of the signs of the return of Christ. Amen. I know y'all don't want to hear this this morning. Y'all don't want to hear this kind of, this kind of message this morning. Because y'all want to bury your head in the sand and think everything's going to be alright. But I'm going to tell you something. It's not going to be alright if the church buries its heads in the sand and does not get prepared for the return of Jesus Christ. I hear the voice of John the Baptist saying, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Come on. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. The Lord is coming, church. Y'all been sitting up here staring at this thing saying, what's he going to do with that? I'm going to give you some wisdom today. Start stocking up. I said, start stocking up. Amen? Start getting your hands. Listen, I've been over in your cupboard. I've seen... Lord, you're talking about a walk-in cover. They, they got stuff pinned three, four, five years ago, aren't you? Tomatoes and beans. And, I mean, they were, they were they could go, they could not even have to go to the grocery store for a long, long, long time. If anybody's prepared, I ain't worried about Larry or Frankie. I won't say move over and get me a plate because I'm coming over to your house. Amen. And many of you I know through gardens, and many of you I know Sharon, she spent the whole summer canning. I know, because every time I want her to do something, she says, I ain't got time, I'm canning. Amen. Amen. So I know that Sharon and Dwayne are prepared, but are you prepared? Are you prepared for that day that there's nothing at the grocery store? Are you prepared for that day? Because I'm telling you, church, if Jesus don't rapture you out of here, you're going to see that day. You're going to see that day. If you don't die and the Lord don't rapture you out of here, you're going to see that day. Come on. This is coming soon to a store near you. Make an info commercial. That, the, that, the, that it will be bare. Brother Steve works at Kroger. Are you not seeing bare shelves? You've been seeing them for a while. Amen. And people start to panic. I mean, my Lord, I'm still trying to figure out the toilet paper thing, aren't you? <laughs> but people were panicking. I'll, I'll tell you why they were doing it. They were selling it on eBay. People were buying that stuff by the truckloads and selling it on eBay. And some of them went bankrupt because of it, and I'm glad they did. Hoarding all that stuff, and so you and I can't have no toilet paper. My goodness. That's all right. Great-great-grandma taught you how to go out and get a corn cob and some leaves. Y'all remember them out house days? Come on. They still are toilet paper. We ain't going to die. Amen. Y'all look at me all funny. Some of y'all look. Some young folks like, Lord, don't take me back to that. Don't tell me about them days. Amen. But some of you grew up hard. Amen. Don't forget those hard days you grew up in. 
But you need to start talking to your children and telling them about it because they need to know what to do. It's time to get prepared, church, for the return of Jesus Christ. In verse 8 it says, All these are the beginning of sorrows. It does not say right there, all these is the beginning of the rapture. It says sorrows. That word sorrows in original language means season of of grieving, a, a, a time of grieving. Grieving. Another translation is compare it to the birth pains of a woman having a, a child. Amen. I, I don't even want to. I don't even want to imagine what that must have been like. But the times that we are to face it will be so difficult and so hard that it'll be a time of deep grieving. Deep grieving. Have you noticed that it seems like all the all the good preachers and gospel singers. Have you noticed it seems like they're all dying off? Anybody notice that? Have you noticed that? And I'm sure every one of you can raise your hand and say, I, I know a dear, wonderful Christian that's already died in this, this past two years. And some of them died of COVID. Some of them didn't die of COVID, but they all died for one reason or another. It broke my heart when Sister Jan. Uh, posted out on, on, the, on the Facebook page about that, that, that lady that passed away. I was like, my Lord, she was doing so good. I thought, I thought she was already at the hospital and back home. I hadn't heard any more about her. I, I thought, well, she's already doing good. She, she came through that COVID and, and got off the ventilator and was doing good. And then all of a sudden, something happened in her brain and her brain started bleeding. And, and now she's going on to be with the Lord. Let's pray for her family. Amen. Her family. And that church happens to be right across the street from us was where she was a member at, at Liberty Baptist. God bless that family. But how many of you have noticed that there is a lot of good Christian people? How many of y'all, y'all realize that we don't have Billy Graham with us anymore? How many of y'all realize we don't have Old Roberts with us anymore? Lester Sermerall. Who'd you say? We don't have T.O. Lowry with us no more. We don't have Kenneth Hagin with us no more. Have y'all noticed all these great men of God have gone on. What about the good gospel singers that have passed on? We just lost uh, a, a good friend of ours right up the road here. Um, Corey's daddy. Well, Diplomats. Lead singer of Diplomats just passed away and went on. Have you noticed that? Now listen to this. Go back and read your Bible. Go back and read your Bible. Before the day of Noah's flood... Noah and his family were the only righteous left. They were the only righteous left. Noah knew many of the saints. Many of the saints. Go back and read how long they lived. When they were born. How old they were. When they begot children. And you will realize that Noah knew most of them. Because most of them were still alive in Noah's day. But they all died right before the judgment of God fell. Church, we are at Revelation's time right now when the judgment of God is about to fall on this place. And that's the reason why we're seeing so many of our good, righteous brothers and sisters that are going on before the Lord. Because the Lord is soon to return and the judgment of God is coming. It's coming, church. It's coming. In verse 9 it says, And they shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. 
And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and deceive many. Have you noticed? Have you noticed that this is happening already? That the tech giants are, are doing their thing? It's amazing to me that Australia is under such a persecution of a lockdown. And during this lockdown, it is at a place where neighbors are telling on neighbors. I saw a clip where this, this pregnant woman was in her house in Australia. This, this was a true, this actually happened. I saw it uh, when it happened. It was on the, it was on the television thing. But they, they had this Australian woman and she was protesting against the lockdown on Facebook. Listen to this. She's on Facebook and she's, she's protesting the lockdown and voicing her opinion. How many of you know that we all need to have freedom of speech? Hello? Even people in Australia need to have freedom of speech. And from her freedom of speech, she was expressing her freedom through Facebook. She's pregnant. And the authorities show up at her house and arrested her for her Facebook post about the lockdown in Australia in front of her children. And said that she was basically inciting the people like she's going to incite a riot. All because she didn't want to have she didn't want to have a lockdown. She was protesting the lockdown. You know what came to me? How did that police know that? How did the government of Australia know that this lady was protesting on Facebook? How did the police department know exactly what address to go to and what her name was and what her post was? I'll tell you why. That wonderful Facebook that we all have told on her. That wonderful Facebook company called up the authorities and told them exactly where she was at and what she was doing. And they arrested her because Facebook was spying on her. Hello? Facebook is spying on you, church. They're spying on me. They're spying on you. The only difference is we've got laws in place right now that prevent us from going to jail because of a Facebook post. Come on. But I got news for you. They're going to try to change those laws too. And it's going to happen. So this is already happening. And they shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and shall hate you. The nations for my name's sake. And they shall many be offended. Have you noticed? Oh my Lord, everybody has got their feelings on their little sleeves. It is so easy to offend people now. It is so easy to offend people. You can say hello, and if your tone is not right, you're going to offend somebody. You know what I'm saying? I'm serious. People are so easy to be offended now over the simplest little things. Simplest little things. Have y'all noticed that? Have you noticed how rude people are? How rude people are. My daughter came back from the airport yesterday. She missed her flight and she came back. She said, they were just so rude. They wouldn't help me. They just said, no, you missed your flight. Boom. That's it. And she said, they were just so rude. And I said, honey, you haven't been outside the house in a while, but out there in the real world, people are getting more rude by the day. People are getting rude. And people are offended about the easiest little things. How many of you know you cannot walk in the love of God and walk in the fence at the same time? 
If you've got a problem, people are offending you and you're easy to be offended, you need to check your love walk. You need to check your love walk. Amen. If you're easy to be offended, easy to get your feelings hurt, you need to check your love walk level. Amen. Because it's, it goes with it. Amen. So this is where we are. Amen. Now we're gonna, I'm going to stop right here because this series will go on and we'll pick, back up, we'll pick back up next week. There's so much more to talk about. But I want to tell you, it is revelation time. We are on the verge of the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. All we need really is the trumpet to blow. Come on. And to take us home. That's all we need. Just blow the trumpet and take us home. Yes, there's some more prophecies that need to be fulfilled. But I'm going to tell you, at the rate we're going, they'll probably be fulfilled tomorrow. I mean, everything is happening. Everything is coming together. We need to open our eyes, church, and be ready for the return of the Lord. In other words, be rapture ready at all times. Be rapture ready at all times. Don't listen. Don't let offense build in your heart, bitterness, angry toward people. Tear that stuff out. You ain't got time. Listen, you don't have the luxury of the time that you need to be offended. You don't. You don't have the luxury of the time to be angry. Because at any moment, in a twinkling of an eye, Jesus said like a thief in the night. He said if they had known what hour the thief would have broken into their house, they would have been prepared. He said, but you know, no, you're not prepared. He said, but you will see the signs of the time. And he talked about the fig tree. And we're going to get into the fig tree prophecy. There's actually a fig tree prophecy about the return of Christ. And we're going to talk about that in weeks to come. But listen, we are seeing the signs of the times right now. Can you not see the colors of the leaves outside? And you automatically know it falls near? I mean, we don't need anybody to tell us that cold weather's coming. We know that because we can see the color of the leaves. Church, can you not see the return of the Lord Jesus Christ? All you got to do is see the signs. The signs are here. They are now. We don't have time to play church. We don't have time to mess around. Listen, we don't have time to miss church. We don't have time to do anything else except be rapture ready at all times. Whatever price you need to pay in your life to be rapture ready, you need to pay. Come on. Come on up to the piano. Whatever price you need to pay to be rapture ready, you need to pay. Amen? Does that mean that you need to go forgive somebody? Then go forgive them. Don't wait no longer. Amen? Amen. If that means that you need to go bury something, go bury it. Let it be dead. Amen? Come on. We ain't got time. We don't have time. We don't have the luxury of the time. Time is already gone. We are so close. So close. I'm telling you, church, it can happen right now when I'm speaking to you. The rapture of the church. The rapture of the church. We are so close. We are there. We are living right there in verse 8. All these are the beginning of sorrows. That's where we are on the timetable of the revelation time. We are at the sorrows. Grief is everywhere. People, listen, suicide rate has been up 300% since COVID-19. 
300%. Hospitals packed out all the time. People are depressed. People are anxious. People are nervous. People are so scared. There are still people that are too scared to go to church. Unbelievable. Now, some of them are just straight up lying to you and saying, well, I'm afraid to be in church because, you know, at COVID, they, they turn around and go to a, a concert, a country music concert. Come on. Walmart, grocery stores. Amen. But some people are too afraid to even go outside their house right now. This ain't time to get afraid. It's time to get excited. It's time to get excited. The King of Kings, the Lord of all lords, is about to crack the eastern sky. The trumpet of the Most High God is about to blow. The dead in Christ are about to rise. Come on. The King is coming. All of heaven is ready. All of heaven is ready. Are you ready? Are you ready for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ? Everybody stand to your feet this morning. Are you ready, church? Are you ready? If you're not ready this morning, church, I'm going to tell you, these altars are open. If there's sin between you and God, these altars are open. If you're walking in a fence, these altars are open. If you've got, you do get this, and you, some of y'all have got black sin in your life, these altars are open. By the way, there's no such thing as white sin, black sin, it's just all sin. These altars are open. If you're not ready, right now, if the trumpet was to blow right now, Jesus said, in the twinkling of an eye, and it's so fast that you don't have time to repent. So fast that you don't have time to repent. You better stay repented up all the time. All the time. All the time. Be rapturated. If you're here today, church, and you know you're not rapture ready, you need to get in this altar and stop worrying about somebody looking at you. I got news for you. You ain't going to worry about anybody looking at you in hell because you're being cast in outer darkness. Won't be nobody looking at you there. Some people let so many things hold them back. Stop letting things hold you back, church. You need to be in this altar to get in this altar right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If you're here this morning and you want prayer, we'll get out the anointing oil. We'll anoint you with oil just like the Bible says in James chapter 5. If you're here today and you need special prayer, come on. Stand in the gap. Come on. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Let's be rapture ready, church. Rapture ready. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, help us to be rapture ready today. Help us to be rapture ready. Oh, God, whatever hinders us, whatever hinders the church, Lord, I ask you to remove it right now. Whatever hinders us from getting in your presence, I ask you to dig it out of our souls right now. God, that we can be in your presence. That we can be hungry and thirsty for righteousness. God, open our eyes and our ears to receive and to be rapture ready at all times, God. In the name of Jesus.
In the name of Jesus. Y'all lift y'all's hands this way.
take the vaccine or be fired. And I looked at him and I said, I said, brother, don't lose your job over this. Because the vaccine is not the mark of the beast. I do believe it is conditioning America and society to receive the mark of the beast in the future. I said, don't lose your job over this right now. I said, because we can pray and we can rebuke that vaccine and we can just neutralize it. You see, that's what happened when that snake reached out and grabbed and bit Paul. He just neutralized that venom in the name of Jesus and shook that snake off. Come on. Amen. 
And let me just tell you something, ministers. When you're in a, in a ministry and you're in the fire, listen to me. Some of y'all need to, y'all need to get some of this wisdom 